as I've been studying back now, some some of you that are here know uh, I've been reading through the reading through the Bible. You know, people do that from time to time. I've been trying to read through the Bible this year, uh, and I, I chose out as my my method this year. I said, well, I want to. You know, they've got these uh, Bible reading plans that you can read it chronologically. So, in other words, it kind of carries you through and mixes some of the different passages, like from. Kings and Chronicles together, and uh, from Psalms and Kings, so that you're reading the Psalms that David wrote during the same time you're reading about David's kingship, and the same way with Solomon and so forth. And it'll take the minor prophets and blend them in with the major prophets that lived at the same time, so that you're reading. Anyway, kind of interesting to look through all of that that way. Kind of helps melt. I hope for me, after even after a number of years of trying to study God's Word, put some things more in, in context with each other of what's going on and uh, trying to see what events are happening at the same time, you know, with each other, different perspectives on that. But one of the things that has struck me in, in looking at that uh, this year, and, and especially, I guess, the things that I've been reading lately, uh, you go and look at the time in the life of, of David and how much David... Uh, trusted God. I mean, we, we go back and look, I mean, uh, and all of the, all of you know, the various stories, you know, that, uh, we take a man that was a young shepherd out tending to his father's flocks and the Bible records for us as, uh, uh, during the time leading up to, uh, David going out to face the Philistine giant Goliath. Uh, we read the fact that David says, you know, I'm not scared of Goliath. And the reason he wasn't scared of Goliath is because when he was out taking care of his father's sheep, uh, out there on one of those, what I, what I think of, one of those hillsides probably by himself, he's out there and he says, uh, you know, the, the same God that, gave, uh, that allowed me to kill the bear and to kill the lion or slay the bear and slay the lion out there tending my father's sheep is the same God that will be with me now. So the reason David wasn't scared in his time of trouble and trial of going out to face this Philistine giant who by all records was about nine feet tall. The Bible says that his, uh, his, the, uh, the, uh, his spear, the, the beam on his spear was like a weaver's beam. I mean, the thing was huge. You can imagine somebody nine feet tall and how big they must have been. And David was a, a, a scrawny, the Bible basically describes him as being a scrawny, ruddy little guy going out and facing this facing this giant. And the reason he was unafraid, the whole armies of Israel are out there, you know, cowering back every day, wondering what's going to happen to them and afraid of this giant. And the giant's just daring them every day. You know, send me, send me the best. Let me, let me go against your best uh, uh, a fighter, you know. Let it just be between us and we'll take it. And you know, and everybody's uh, concerned and afraid, and David's brothers are out there thinking he's just trying to put on some kind of a show, you know, showing up out there. Who do you think you are? And David says, listen, when I was out taking care of my father's sheep, the same God that spared me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion is the same God that was... He was trusting in God. Uh, that during the, during the time before this occurred, uh, you know, can you imagine? Uh, you know, Samuel come, comes to you know Samuel's gotten mad at Saul, and God's gotten mad at King Saul because Saul didn't do what God told him to. <laughs> uh, uh, obedience, the Bible in that same fifteenth chapter of First Samuel it says, obedience is better than sacrifice. So as we're as we're thinking about serving God, and and I guess uh, you know some of y'all will hear some things this week as we're out at camp and morning devotions, but 
part of the theme this week is talking about where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and talking about that particular scripture and trying to put it into context of some things. But, but to me, and, and one summary of that, which you may hear again if you're out there, is I, as I summarize things from time to time. But you know, the whole thing for us is walking through this life is learning to trust God. And, let, and letting uh, the light of God and God's word be our vision. How, in other words, how we see the world. How do you how do you see the world today? What what is it that uh, that uh, that uh, is you're trying to go out and set your mark? We've got a lot of young folks here today. You know they're trying to go out in life and they're trying to be you know they're being married or they're uh, going to school or uh, working a job or whatever you're doing and you're trying to figure out how do I do this? You know, and everybody's trying to find their spot, right? You know, how, how they fit into this world and what they do. And, uh, and, and, and a lot of times what will happen to a lot of young folks is they'll try to figure out how to fit into the world instead of letting uh, the world figure out how to fit around them, <laughs> you know, and let, and, let the, and let the world take their spot. Wherever the world wants to land in its spot, let the world land around you somewhere, okay? And, uh, but you use God's Word as your vision for how to live your life and how to walk and to talk. And David, David, wasn't, uh, uh, David wasn't trying to be somebody. He was out tending his father's flock, uh, minding his own business, uh, uh, God gets angry at Saul the king, uh, and and Samuel sa- and, and comes and, and comes to Sam- Samuel and says, uh, Saul has disobeyed, and I've removed the kingship from him. Whether he whether he knows it or not, the kingship's gone. <laughs> and said, uh, uh, I'll anoint another to be king, and says it'll be one of the sons of Jesse. So he goes down to Jesse's house. And Jesse brings all the boys before him, you know, that are there in the house, one after the other after the other. And Sam is like, no, not, it's not that one. It's not that. It's not. No, no. Eight of them. I think I've got my count right. Eight of them came before him there and says, do you not have another? <laughs> God, God sent me down here to your house and said it was one of your boys uh, that was going to be the next king of Israel. Uh, uh, and uh, I've looked at the ones you brought before me, and I don't find him here anywhere. Do you have, well, yeah, I've got my youngest son. He's out tending to the flock. He says, bring him here. And he brought him, in, brought him before Samuel, and Samuel says, yes, he's the one. He's the one that's going to be king. And after this time, then he goes to face, uh, uh, he goes down to check on his brothers who are fighting against the Philistines. And uh, Goliath's out there taunting them, as I've already said, every day. And, and David's like, the same God that delivered me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion will deliver, deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine also. He says, I'll, I'll go out and face him because I'm trusting the same. David knew. Can you imagine uh, any of y'all, me, adults, young, what, can you imagine being out watching over a, a, a flock of sheep or a, a garden or anything else? Can you, can you imagine sitting out on your porch of your house uh, and, uh, and suddenly a bear shows up and he's coming for you? Uh, our lion shows up and he's coming for you. I've told this several times. We went to 
been to been to several trips to Kenya. And one, one year we we went down. Brother Austin and I were down there uh, in the Maasai Mar part of uh, Kenya. We decided to for one, you know, I, we really did this. We always go over there to preach and to teach. But Brother Austin was with us, and Brother Sam Bryant once said, "Austin's with us. Maybe Brother Sam would go down to the Maasai Mar too." But anyway, he used Austin as a good excuse to take take us down, and we got to go down there and see the giraffes and the elephants and the hippopotamuses and uh, all the gazelles and all those things that were down there and we saw a lion and we saw a lion kill a wildebeest and I'm telling you it was an amazing thing to watch and we were we were probably 50 50 yards or less from where it happened <laughs> where the lion was crouched down in the in the uh, in the sagebrush and uh, I'm telling you uh, it was fierce and I'd hate to know he was coming after me and my sheep okay uh, but David's out there uh, in all those things I tell that story to say this any man that would be able to go out and face a lion and kill it would know he didn't do it on his own he would know God was with him. And I'll tell you, when you know God is with you, Brother Paul, you can face all kinds of things in life when you know God is with you. You can just face trials. You can face... And David, David knew he didn't kill the bear and the lion by himself. And so now he looks at the Philistine and says, I'm not scared of him. I faced a bear and a lion. And so, you know, so the story goes on. I'm getting way off into this. But anyway, so the story goes on. And, and, and Saul, you know, is no longer king, but he's still sitting in the place of the king. And he's, and an evil spirit is working on him. And he's not feeling good. And so they, go, they say, is there anybody out there that can play music or something and soothe the king's heart? They said, well, you know, there's this young son of Jesse down there. He plays a pretty mean harp, you know, and uh, so uh, can we go get it? So David comes into the courtship of Saul and he plays the harp and the Lord blesses him and that calms Saul's spirit down. You think, well, boy, this is good. Uh, But somehow, some way, Saul knew also David was special because all the people were talking about, hey, that's David. Saul has killed his thousands, but David's killed his ten thousands, you know. And, and so all of this talk was there. And he, so Saul was jealous of David. <clears throat> and he set out to kill him. There's a lot of story to all this. I won't go into all of it. But uh, there, the, finally the time, the time comes when David goes, David, the men that are with him, go to the, go to the caves that are by the springs at En Gedi. And they hide out there. Well, Saul's looking for him. So where does he go? I mean, you know, I've got to say, if you're in that part of the world, you'd probably say, well, if you're running out here and you need need fresh water, so he goes to the caves at En Gedi and he's looking for David. And so he gets there and he goes into the cave and he sleeps and and goes to sleep there in one of the caves. And little does he know that back in the backside of the cave is David. Say, David's got his chance now. He can get Saul, right? What he does is he goes to him in the night and he clips a string off his garment. And when Saul leaves the next day and starts out from the uh, from that area, David comes to the. <laughs> I, I made this may not be exactly right, but anyway, but he goes out to the place where Saul can see him, and he waves the string. 
says, I could have had you last night. But God, but you're God's man, and I'm not going to touch you. David was a man that trusted in God. Let's turn, let's read Proverbs chapter 3. I told you to turn there, and y'all thought, well, you're never going to. So there's a, there's, a th- there's a lesson, I think, for us. And there's a way that David lived his life that day after day after day. You say, well, David had some failures in his life. Yes, he did. David had some failures and some times. But the Bible tells us over and over again that the reason uh, that David's heart was toward God. David's heart was... David had a heart to build a temple for God. A place where he he looked at uh, once God had settled them there in that country and once the the nation had come together under David's kingship and all the tribes were together and and, uh, as one, David looks around and says, you know, this is all really good. God has made us a nation now, but we're still serving God in that tabernacle, that old tent. And, and that old tent's about 400 years old now. <laughs> you know, it's about time we got God a real place, a permanent place, so we could go and worship Him. And, and God uh, had said, I will place my name at Jerusalem. But David, you can't build the temple because there's too much blood on your hands. Too much of a warrior, David. Too many, too many things. But I'll let your son build it. And David, you know, you'd say... David, David would maybe get it like, like we are sometimes, you know, and say, well, look at what all I've done. Why should I have to wait? Why should my son have to do this? <clears throat> David set about gathering material. And all the time up to the time of his death, he gathered up the materials that were needed to build the house of God so that he could just give it to his son <clears throat> to do. Here in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. Do you, do you almost hear the echo of the things over there in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, I believe it is, where he says, bind them upon thy frontlets. Bind them upon thy hands. Put them on the doorpost. Solomon says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind, thee about thy, bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Uh, how many times uh, when we get into uh, to certain situations do we forget about mercy and uh, uh, do we forget about mercy and truth? Uh, oh, Lord, uh, uh, you know, I'm not ready for, I want vengeance right now. I don't want mercy. <laughs> I, I want to get back. I want to do what I can to get to make this thing even. Uh, Lord, let me have mercy on my heart and let me not forsake the truth. <clears throat> and write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I'll tell you, I want good understanding in the sight of God, don't you? I want God, I want God on my side. I want God uh, with me. Uh, and he says, uh, let do this. Uh, don't forget my law. Keep the, let thine heart keep my commandments. Why? For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. God's word and God's law adds peace and long life and understanding to you. And he says, bind this mercy and truth on your heart and you'll find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. 
Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. You know, I know this is written by Solomon, David's son. We'll get some. We'll get some verses written by by David himself. Uh, but here in the, here in this portion of scripture, Solomon, the man who was uh, who God, because he didn't ask God for riches and wealth. He had, when God says, "What do you ask me? What you will, Solomon, and I'll give it to you." Man, can you imagine an offer like that? God, God, God comes to you and speaks to you and says. Just ask what you will and I'll give it to you. Can you imagine how carnal so many of us are <laughs> and what we would probably ask for and what we would probably get? And, and Solomon, as a, as a young man who the, had the kingship put on him, some say at uh, uh, maybe the young age of 18 or so, uh, uh, a young man that's now come been thrust to the forefront to have to be a king over Israel. And God says, ask what you will and I'll give it to you. And Solomon says, give me wisdom that I may rule thy people well. Oh, I tell you. Uh, and, and God says, I'll give you wisdom like no one has ever known before. The world has not seen. And we read through those passages there in Kings, uh, in Second Kings, and we see the Bible records that people came from far and wide. Of course, it records the Queen of Sheba coming, but it records that other men and other kings and other places came from far and wide to see Jerusalem and the temple that had been built and to get the wisdom and, and to ask questions of this man who was had a reputation far and wide as being so wise and so knowledgeable. Oh, God had blessed him in such a way, and he, he pins down for us here. Uh, what shall you do? Uh, don't forget my law and my commandments, and you'll find favor with God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. When you're wanting to know, when the question comes in, in your life and you're saying, which way do I go? What do I do? Why, how do I make this next decision, this life-altering decision of mine? He says, acknowledge me, trust in me, don't lean to your own way of thinking about it, and I will direct your path. God will open the, You say, well, how will I know it's God? I'll tell you, sometimes it just seems like when you can learn to be patient and wait on the Lord, that somehow God opens a door and you just, you just know it's the, it's the right thing. You, know, you, just, you just know when to step through that thing and, and, and make, that, make that decision. But he says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him. How do I acknowledge him in all my ways? Well, when I get up in the morning, I say, thank you, Lord, for another day. When I eat a meal, I say, thank you, Lord, for blessing food to be on my table because not everyone has that. Not even in this country. Not everyone has, God, thank you that I've got food. Are, 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 you, in a, are you living, I know, mo, I know you are, most, yeah. are you living in a household where mom and dad or somebody is providing food and it's there every day? And not only is it there for three meals a day, that's probably there for a snack here and a snack there and something else. Or shouldn't we, we ought to say, thank you, God, I've got food on my table. We know, we know people in, uh, in Africa that are so thankful that they get one meal a day. They get one meal a day. 
And I'll tell you, it's not like anything most of us would think of as a meal. Uh, it's usually ground up corn or, or maybe kale cooked uh, somewhere like that. It's not, and uh, they might be able to go out and buy some rice down at the market or maybe some, if they've got, most of them have gardens and they grow some vegetables of various kinds. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, uh, if you've got food on the table, you're blessed. And so in, in our, our, our thinking, because we don't acknowledge him in all of our ways, let's just be honest, okay? We don't acknowledge him in all of our ways. We forget to be thankful for food on the table. We take it for granted. Why where's the food at? <laughs> why isn't there more? Why, can't, why do I have to eat this kind of food? You see how ungrateful we are? Oh, I'm telling you. And so he says, in all your ways acknowledge him. Uh, you've, got a, you've got a home. <laughs> a lot of people in this country don't have a home. Uh, and, and there's all various reasons for that. I, you know, there's sometimes people don't work and sometimes people don't care. But sometimes life just strikes you down. And, you, and it's hard to get up. I, I, I saw a story on TV back several years ago about a, a family that was living in their car. You know, and, and you'd think, why, well, how does that happen? <laughs> well, here's how it happens. Uh, you know, you, know, you lose your job, and you're, you're, you've li- you're living on a tight, maybe a tight budget basis anyway. Maybe you've, maybe you've overextended yourself over the years and gotten so that you're almost living month to month, and you miss about two or three house payments, and they kick you out of your house. And you have nowhere to go, so you get in your car and you start living in your car. And and as the guy said, do you know how hard it is to get a job when you give the when you give you have no address to give people? I mean, it start it becomes a cascade of issues, is what I'm saying. So if you've got a house, my point, if you've got a house that you live in, be thankful. In all your ways, acknowledge him and be thankful for what you have. Uh, <clears throat> Do you have a church to go to? Be thankful. Not everybody everywhere uh, even even has a church. In some countries, they try to kill you if you try to go to a Christian church. Uh, and, and in some places, uh, uh, the things that we would call the truth of salvation by the grace of God uh, and not another is not taught. Do you have these things? Be thankful. <laughs> Well, I'm you, you begin to say, well, how can I acknowledge him? What am I to be thankful for? I'm telling you, there's so much for us to be thankful for. We don't even know where to start every day. Uh, and so uh, uh, he says, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, and it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled. I'm telling you, you just you begin to look at all of this and just say, how blessed, how wonderful, how thankful oh, that we are. And 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 Solomon here tells us, trust in the Lord. Be like David. Be like David, my father, who trusted in the Lord. Acknowledge him, and and he trusted him with all of his heart in everything. He said, Lord, I'm I'm depending on you. I know sometimes people say, well, yeah, but there's, there's cancers that we face. And all, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. You know, there's so many things we don't know and don't understand. But I do know, I do know this. 
whether it's cancer or whether it's old age or whether it's dementia or something, we're all going to pass out of this life. And I'll tell you, you know who I'm, you know who I'm trusting at the end of this life. I'm trusting the same one I hope I was trusting while I'm walking through this life. Uh, I'm trusting the one that's able to carry me to the other side uh, and not leave me uh, uh, here in a desolate old grave, or leave me here in this old desolate world, or leave me here in this wicked ground. I'm trusting the same one, and I'll tell you, our trust, uh, our as the Bible says in the New Testament, faith is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Uh, but our, our faith will come to an end. Uh, love will carry us on, my friends. And so we'll carry on in that other world. Let's turn over into the book of Psalms, if we can, for just a minute. Because I want to begin to look at some of those things that, uh, uh, that, that, David, uh, that David laid out for us. <clears throat> turn to Psalm 31. We'll start. Well, let, no. Okay, you can put your finger there. Turn to Psalm 56. To the chief musician of, which I cannot pronounce, Jonathan Lerikokim, a Mitchtham of David. So David David wrote this. That's my point of even reading that little stuff above it. If your Bible doesn't have that, that's okay. Uh, In verse 1, Psalm 56. Be merciful unto me, O O God, for man would swallow me up. He He fighting me daily oppresseth me. Do you ever feel like people just want to swallow you up? I've had that feeling in my life that sometimes there were just people that were out there just trying to eat me up. <laughs> just destroy my life and tear me down. David says, be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting oh, daily oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. Well, I'm telling you, uh, everybody says, boy, I want to be king. I want to be president, right? Yeah, go sit in that chair for a while, see how that feels every day. There are people trying to swallow you up and eat you up and tear you up. He says, my enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Oh, hear that. Here this man of God that had faced that bear, faced the lion, faced the Philistine giant. <clears throat> you know what? So maybe I maybe I portrayed that earlier. I hope maybe I, I hope I didn't. You know, maybe you portray that you, you portrayed that in such a way. He was trusting God. <clears throat> maybe he was also afraid. I tell you, if you were facing a lion or a bear and a nine-foot giant and you're not afraid. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, I'm tell- you know, it would be it would make good sense to be afraid, but David says, What time I am afraid? I'll trust in you. When my enemies are trying to come and take me, I'll trust in you. God, I'm trusting you today for everything I'm facing, the troubles of life, the trials, the cancers, the issues that are out there facing. I'm trusting in thee. 
What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God will I praise uh, praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what the flesh can do unto me. I'm telling you, do you hear old David? I mean, just just pouring it out. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, I'll not be afraid. I will trust in thee. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God will I praise his word. I put my trust. Uh, in God I've put my trust. I will not fear what the flesh can do. I'm not going to fear what man can do because I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God out here in this old world. Uh, I know man is full. You know, uh, David himself said on another occasion uh, uh, that his days were few and full of trouble. Uh, You know, sometimes our our days seem like uh, swifter than the weavers. uh, Weavers, uh, weavers, what's the word? Shuttle, there you go. Weavers shuttle. It's swifter than the weavers. Life just gets gone. I mean, the next thing you know, you turn around and you say, wow, there's not near as much left of this as I thought. And you young folks are sitting out there and saying, uh, why, uh, oh, that'll not happen to me. You know, I got a lot of years left. Well, none of us know how many years we got left. That's one place, to, one thing to stand, stand on. Uh, uh, and another, even if the God grants, grants you many years, uh, you'll turn around and you'll say, where did it all go? Where, what happened to... How did I get a grown family and grandchildren? How, how did I turn around and all these things? How did I turn around and say, I've been trying to uh, serve the Lord and His people all these... Not, how did it happen so fast? Uh, and it's all gone uh, before you can say, I will praise. Uh, I, I, in God, I will praise. In God, I, I have put my trust. I will not fear what the flesh uh, can do unto me. Every day they rest by words, <laughs> and the, all their thoughts are against me for evil. Man, David David was feeling down. <laughs> you know, things are tough right now. <laughs> you know, with what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. Turn over to Psalm 61. <clears throat> Hear my cry, O God, attend them to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry to thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. How many of us have sung that song, the rock that's higher than I? You know, uh, uh, but he says, what time? Uh, at the end of the earth I will cry. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the same rock that followed the, that the children of Israel. Uh, uh, that the New Testament tells us uh, the rock that followed them in the wilderness was Christ. Uh, that one that gave them water out there in the wilderness was Christ. Uh, the one that was with them all through the ages uh, uh, was Christ. Uh, he says, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower for the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. That word covert, by the way, just means covering. I'll trust in the covering of thy wings. The shelter of your wings, O Lord, is where I will put my trust uh, in all that I'm doing. Psalm 62. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock. Do you see how he's uh, a daily, David is praising this God. Uh, I'm going to trust in Him. I'm going to set my heart on Him. Uh, even when I'm afraid, I'm going to trust in Him. Uh, and when I'm overwhelmed, uh, I'm going to go to... Uh, uh, please lead me to the rock that's higher than me. Uh, sometimes we get to thinking we're the rock. You know? 
you need somebody to lean on, just come lean on me. I've, I've got it, right? Uh, if I've got it, it better be because I'm leaning on a rock that's higher than I. If I've got it, if I've got the problem, if I've got the situation, if I'm able to help, it'll be because I'm leaning on a rock that's got more wisdom, more strength, more direction, uh, more suffering than, uh, than I know how to give. He only, uh, truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. God is, he is, David had this vision. That's what I, he saw what God truly was. I believe out there on those hillsides of, of Judea, staring up at the starry sky, David came into amazement and met God almost, you'd say, face to face. And, and we know there were occasions where God actually talked to him and, and gave messages to David. Uh, but David saw him out there and he's found his deliverance and he knew it was God that he was trusting every day and he says truly my soul waiteth upon God from him cometh my salvation he only is my rock and my salvation in my he is my defense I shall not be greatly moved how long will you imagine mischief against a man you shall be slain all of you as a bowing wall uh, shall you be as a tottering fence uh, uh, <clears throat> Some of us have been building on a, on a building up there. You think about a bowing wall. That's a, uh, we might have a post up there, too, that's a bowing, bowing just a little bit. Uh, but he says, uh, uh, how long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall you shall be, as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. But they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul wait upon, my soul wait thou upon God, for my expectation is from Him. You may be attacking me, I may be bowing, I may be tottering a little bit. My soul wait, wait thou upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock, my salvation, He's my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times. Do you see a theme kind of repeating? There's themes like this all throughout the Scripture. Our problem a lot of times is we don't pay any attention to them. (laughs) We don't notice the themes that are written throughout God's Word about trusting God. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust Him with all your heart. David was a man who even with all of his... uh, Faults and fallibles and things and problems that he had. David was a man whose heart was was toward God. I mean, I don't know how to say it. It is his heart and his mind was toward God at all times. And he he wrote these beautiful psalms for us to get a. You know, how many of us? I admit, okay, I'm not one that opens my heart up very much. In, in, in a lot of ways, I I do maybe to those some of those that are right around me, but it, and sometimes I don't open up everything about me. Okay, David pinned it all down for people to read, and and he wrote his his the things that were troubling him, the things that were bothering him, and yet in in all of those things he would come back and say, "But my heart's toward God." 
I'm trusting Him. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Uh, do, do y'all think, do you think like that every day? I'm, I'm telling you, I don't always think like that, okay? Uh, but our minds ought to be more learning and learning continually. You know, uh, okay, so I say, I'll, I'll say it like this. Because uh, it'll be... Because I'm not, I'm not afraid of my age, okay? I'm 62. Uh, and, I, and I sit here and I tell you, in 62 years, I'm still picking up God's Word and I'm still learning. I, I present that as a way of a challenge to all of you. Don't ever think you've got it. <laughs> Don't ever think you've learned it. Uh, God will open up something new if you just continue looking in there and studying it out and opening it up and learning and saying, you know what? Uh, He's higher than me. His ways are higher than my ways. Uh, as high as Isaiah said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, He's higher than me. Shouldn't I be learning from Him? The, the source of wisdom, the source of knowledge, the source of all creation, the source of, uh, of, of great power. Shouldn't I be trusting in Him? David says, trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is a refuge for us. Uh, surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. Uh, Lie to be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. Uh, if riches increase, set your heart upon and set your heart upon not upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that the power belongeth unto God. Power lies with him. Not with us, not with money, not with riches. Uh, you can get to, uh, you go read go read through Ecclesiastes. You want to have a you want to have a ball sometime. Uh, I hope you like that kind of stuff. Uh, go read through Ecclesiastes and re- and listen to Solomon saying, you know what? God gave me all wisdom, and you know what? I th- I decided one day, I decided. I'm going to go out and prove everything that God has revealed to me by wisdom. You know, that's, on one hand, you say, oh, that sounds real good. No. <laughs> I mean, so God, through wisdom, reveals to Solomon, drunkenness is a shame. And Solomon says, hey, I think I'll go try that. You know what he found out? Drunkenness was a shame. <laughs> and, and, and so at the end of it, you know, I'll give you the summary. You know, he, so Solomon goes out and tries all kinds of things. And at the end of it, he says, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. It's all emptiness. It's all a waste of time. Uh, and finally, he says, uh, uh, you know, the, the thing he says uh, uh, that we that we should do, and I'll turn over there. I'm, I'm terrible at some of this. He's, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. I've, I've tried all this. I've done all this. Uh, as I've told some other people on other occasions, I, I had an older brother. That, you know, we fought a lot. That happens with older brothers and younger brothers. He was bigger than me. He won but he won almost 99% of the time uh, and, and so forth. But having an older brother that, uh, that occasionally made a mistake or two, you know, in life uh, could be an advantage to you because you didn't have to make the same mistakes they made and see the same troubles they got into and the same issues they had. Uh, But I'm going to tell you one even better than that. 
We've got an older brother by the name of Solomon. He tried it all and he said it's all vanity. It's a waste of time. It's vexation of heart. Uh, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. I've just given you the shortcut so that you don't have to go out there and try all this foolish living and foolish stuff uh, that people fall into uh, because Solomon tried it and said it's just a waste of time. Don't, don't, don't waste your life on it. Let's turn over to uh, Psalm 37. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't let... How many, how many of us... How many of us get all frustrated, aggravated because of all the evil that we see going on? I'm not saying that we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't condemn it. I think the Bible calls on us to say right is right and wrong is wrong and here's where it is. But he says, don't fret thyself. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Now, especially, don't look out there that people that are doing all the wrong things and seem to be prospering. They seem to be doing and don't have any problems. They got money. They got this. They got that. Don't fret thyself over evildoers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. <clears throat> so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord. Oh, I love that word. Y'all, if y'all are at singing school this week, y'all may hear that again uh, later on this week. But you know, delight. Delight thyself in the Lord. What? How many of us say... Boy, I delight myself in getting in the car and going down the road and driving this and doing that. Or I delight myself in this TV show. Or I delight myself in this movie. Or I delight myself in this food. You know, whatever, whatever your, you know, your might, delight might be or that really gets you excited about something. David says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. God will fill you up when you delight in him. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. Trust God. Just say, God, I'm, I'm, gonna de- I'm delighting in you. I'm excited about you. I'm trusting in you. Guide me and lead me in the way to go. Amen. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness uh, as the light. And thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of, the, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't get all worked up and say, I'm, I'm going to try to repay this or do that and let, let your, your work on it become evil because you're trying to get back at something, to do something because of your anger, because of your aggravation. <clears throat> he says, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Have you ever heard that phrase, kind of something like that before? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. <clears throat> but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves... In the abundance of peace. I mean, you just keep looking at this more and more and seeing it. You know what I need to be doing? 
trust in the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul. Trust the Lord. Love the Lord. Have, uh, <clears throat> lean not to your own understanding. Turn over to Psalm 31. <clears throat> Again, I just, I just point you to say there's a theme throughout Scripture that says when evildoers are coming, trust in the Lord. When trial comes your way, trust in the Lord. Uh, when, when things don't seem to be going well and everything... I, 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 knew, I knew about the airlift. I didn't know about all this other stuff that went on last year, Brother Paul. Goodness gracious. Uh, to think about all the things that are happening... <clears throat> And yet you come out of there and say, you know what? God was with me. God, God said He would never leave me nor forsake me. He was there. He's with me in the valley. He's with me on the mountaintop. God is not... When I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, David says, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Why, David? Why can you say that in the shadow of death lying around about me... <clears throat> You know, they read that at funerals sometimes. I think that's a misapplication of that scripture. But, but, but when, I'm, when I'm in the shadow of death, when, I, when it seems to be around me, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. You're with me, God. Why should I be afraid? I'm trusting you. Lead me, direct me, guide me in all these things. In, the, in, the, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. And be thou my strong rock for, for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, thy name, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. <clears throat> Pull me out of the net <clears throat> that they have laid privately for me. For thou art my strength. In thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou, thou hast condemned. In thine hand I commit my spirit. Uh, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard thy regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I tr you know, I, I hate those that are, that are in lying and, and vanities out there, but nevertheless, I trust in you, Lord. You know the ways that they go. You know my ways. You know my you know my uprisings, my downsittings. You know when I'm doing good. You know when I'm not doing good. Lord, you know all about me. You know when I'm afraid. You know when I'm angry. You know when I'm out of the way. You know when I'm fretting about evildoers. But Lord, in all of these circumstances and situations, I want to trust in you. I want to lean not to mine own understanding. Uh, but as, as Solomon the son says, trust the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to, the, <clears throat> to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I, tr <clears throat> I trust as all of us go forward, you know, the rest of this year, the rest of our lives. You know, if, if somewhere along the way, if you just remember this message, you know, <clears throat> trouble has come my way, trial has come my way, what should I do? I should trust in the Lord. I should pray. <laughs> I should pray and trust in the Lord. We talked about last week, for those of you that weren't here, we talked about bitterness. 
and how bitterness sometimes can get the best of us and how uh, if we're not careful, we can become angry and let anger just carry on and on. And uh, Hannah was in a Hannah was a young lady that was uh, uh, had a uh, had a, another lady that was in her same household that was also the wife uh, uh, of of her husband and uh, and uh, she was blessed with children and Hannah was barren. And the Bible said Hannah Hannah was in her bitterness about those things. But you know what she did with bitterness? She didn't just let it eat her totally up. She went to the Lord in prayer and poured out her heart to God. And God blessed her and opened her womb. And she had children and was blessed. I'll tell you, we can, we can, we can trust God. We can pray and trust God. And that's one of the main, main things that we can do in, in this old life and, and plow through. Because I'm not going to ever say to you, uh, well, just trust God. You won't have any problems. <laughs> David trusted God. He talks about trusting God. He exhorted us to praise God. David had all kinds of enemies that were trying to kill him, slay him, knock him down, uh, and, including the king and, uh, and others around about him. But he still came back and says, trust the Lord. And that's what we're commanded to do. May God bless you as we go through this week uh, and through the coming months and years. Uh, let us trust God and, and follow after Him with all of our heart. May God bless you as our prayer.